Welcome to Down in the Den. As always, I am your host, Mars, and thank you for joining me on this very, very special episode. It's actually not that special, specifically because of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Sunday, WWE had their horror show, Extreme Rules uh, pay-per-view, and then Monday, Night Raw, of course. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, We're going to be going over some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, where we're at now with the WWE, what can be better. We're going to get into it. Um, So, number one, why was Kevin Owens one of the top faces on Raw and one of their better superstars even on the kickoff show with zero build-up. You could do that. If you're going to put someone on the kickoff show, just put an exciting match with someone that really hasn't had any TV time. It's okay if Kevin Owens misses a pay-per-view. And uh, so, I, and the match was pretty good. Buddy Murphy can certainly go. But this whole stable with Seth Rollins, who's, the stable still doesn't even have a name. I didn't see Austin Theory. Hopefully, he is one of the people impacted by COVID. But, yeah, uh, I have some serious concerns about some of the creative choices that's going on currently in WWE. And like I said, if you're going to do a filler match, just do something like WCW used to do with the Cruiserweights that were super excited. Kevin Owens should never be in an opening match or opening show. He's he's just too big of a star for that. Um, another highlight, the Artist Collective won uh, the tag team titles. I'm a big fan of uh, Sami Zayn. I'm a big fan of Cesaro. I'm a big fan of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. So I was happy and fine with it. Uh, the New Day at this point, I, I feel they're going to be the transition champs. Whenever you need to transition to get a heel team over, get the New Day to belts, and, and it's a win-win for them. They, at this point, uh, I know the WWE goal is to make them the most tag team rings. So them losing the belt has no impact. It doesn't take any steam on them, off of them at all, because they can certainly regain the tag team titles at any given time. But uh, really, with the belts being off them, I, we saw Kofi Mania uh, a year ago. I think it's time for Big E Mania. He's clearly behind that Xavier Woods, the probably the next most charismatic member of the New Day. Uh, he has the look. He has the size. He can definitely go in the ring uh, I don't see any reason why they can't do a Big E Mania like we did Kofi Mania. So hopefully that's in the cards. Uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross was a pretty good match. I'm a huge fan of the Golden Role Models. The outcome wasn't shocking or anything. I don't think anyone foresaw Nikki Cross actually winning the title. Uh, she had a good showing, um, but I thought this was going to lead to some type of heel turn for Alexa Bliss with her being jealous that Nikki Cross was the one to get the uh, title shot. But I'm wondering if Alexa Bliss is injured again. We saw this with Sheamus when they paired, when he was 
injured and really couldn't do the full matches and they paired him with Cesaro and created the bar. I'm thinking this is perhaps what's going on with Alexa Bliss. We know she's had concussion issues and injury issues, and I hope that's not the case because I think she has a lot more to give in the industry. But it seems to me that her ingring action has really been reduced a ton lately, and I don't know if she suffered another injury. You know, hopefully that's not the case. Um, Cruz versus MVP was a non-starter. Cruz wasn't there. Uh, they came out of nowhere and said, oh, he was hurt from a month ago from the injury that he suffered at the hands of Bobby Lashley. Um, if this MVP-Apollo Cruz feud doesn't end with a heel turn for Cruz and, and them joining the new nation of domination or something like that, I will truly be disappointed because I'm not quite sure where they're going if this is doing Apollo Crews any favor. He just really doesn't have the charisma as a smiling good guy. It just doesn't work. And we know Vince loves his smiling baby faces, but it just doesn't work. Uh, One of the worst matches of the night, and it's not because Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio can't go. Don't get me wrong. They're probably two of the most not probably, definitely, two of the most talented wrestlers on the roster, but it was just a stupid gimmick of the match. And and to set a stipulation that the only way you can win is to remove your opponent's eyeball, this is something that was never going to pay off. I've always been in the motto to under-promise, over-deliver. And we all know in a PG environment, we are not going to see someone's eyeball be ripped out. And so it really handicaps Seth. It really handicaps Rey Mysterio because we know that we're just not going to get the payoff that they're promising. And so I don't know who Seth Rollins pissed off in the WWE, but this Monday Night Messiah gimmick, it's just not cutting the mustard for me. And I think they just need to let him be himself. We've seen in AEW when they let John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, be himself, it really takes off. So what they're doing right now, just really not feeling it with Seth Rollins. Um, Now, my favorite match of the night, and I knew it was going to deliver from the jump and why it wasn't an MV, I'm sorry, main event, it's beyond me. But uh, Asuka versus Sasha Banks, they really did a great job with Sasha Banks. She reminded me of the dominant wrestler she was in NXT. She dominated the majority of the match. Didn't mind the dusty finish. And the golden role models have been some of the saving grace for WWE. Putting in triple work, showing in, showing up on SmackDown, showing up on Raw, showing up on NXT. Um, they've really just done a fantastic job. So I can watch them 34 hours a day. Big fan of the Golden Road models, and it was by far the match of the night. And uh, WWE really needs to consider doing another women's evolution because the women for the last two and a half, maybe three years, have been the best part of the show, hands down. Uh, McIntyre versus Ziggler was decent, nice backstory. I just feel so bad for McIntyre really hitting the zenith and having his run during this no fan era. 
Uh, I don't think anyone ever thought Dolph would actually win, but the stipulation was enough to give us some drama, and sometimes that's all you need. Uh, And then finally, the Swamp match. To me, with the cinematic matches, either you love them or you don't. And if you love them, then it was fantastic. It told a story. Bray Wyatt has a great mind. I love how he brings up older storylines, something that the WWE tends to just forget things. So having Alexa Bliss bringing that aspect of uh, the crush that Braun Strowman obviously had, a storyline that just never paid off and never had anything. Bray doesn't forget, or maybe the thing doesn't forget, but he always makes sure that he brings up old aspects. And uh, let me tell you, he has a future in creative whenever he decides to hang up the boots. He has a huge future in creative because he pays attention to detail and he respects the audience. And that's something that I feel Vince doesn't care. He feels, hey, it's PG. My audience is 10 years old. They have a short attention span. But no, you have people that are in their 30s like myself who grew up with WWE who expect to be treated like someone who remembers what just happened a week ago. And WWE does that. They flip-flop people from being healed to face. They just drop storylines. They do it all the time. Now, uh, Monday's Raw was mediocre. To be honest, I didn't even finish it all because it was just a few moments where I was just dozing off because it was just mediocre. Um, I saw Shelton Benjamin, Lashley, and MVP come together to form a stable. They tease us with Ron Simmons, and I'm thinking, oh, snap, the new nation of domination. Nope, we get the Hurt Business. Not a horrible name makes sense with MVP's character and maybe they didn't pull the trigger because they thought you know with what's going on with all the racial issues in the United States maybe they said hey now it's not the time to have a heel a a team of three or four heelish black guys but uh you know I I I feel like you could and, and still do that without necessarily making it all about race um, hopefully that's still on the table, but we'll certainly see. Uh, other than that, really, uh, the only other highlight from Raw was uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton has been another MVP, no pun intended, of this no-fan era. I don't know if it's a return of Edge or something happened to motivate him, but Randy Orton is probably, in my opinion, doing the best work he's done in his career since he's been with the WWE. And, um, you know, I'm curious to see. He's taking out Edge. He's taking out Christian. He's taking out the big show as of Monday. I'm curious to see the Nets legend that they're going to put on the plate. And overall, uh, or put on the shelf, I should say. Uh, Overall, however, I I give both Raw and the Stream Rolls a six. Hopefully we'll get some normalcy soon so we can make the WWE great again and get some fans in there. But just right now, pro wrestling in general, uh, it, it, it's still it's still a love of my life. It's still a passion of mine. But uh, just this no fan era, WWE has not adapted as well as AEW has. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see. But uh, overall, sits for Raw, sits for Extreme Rules. We're on the SummerSlam. We already know 
big changes have taken place due to Edge's uh, injury. It's also been rumored that Brock Lesnar will not be on the card since he only has so many dates on his contract and Vince is on a waste him without audience. And I, I don't see why he would bring Brock back. Honestly, I, if I was Vince, I would put the titles on some you know vet, veterans instead of Drew, instead of Braun. Put it on some veterans that uh, really haven't got the push that they deserve since there's no fans anyway and ratings are in the, in the toilet anyway. You know, let Dolph get a WWE title shot until the fans can come back or, or title reign. Let R-True try something different. And I think they've been a little nervous to do so. But uh, if I was booking the show, I would really let some of these over superstars that really haven't had an opportunity to have the ball and run with it, see what they can do. Our uh, truth is probably the most entertaining guy on the on the roster. Everything he does, he hits out the ballpark. He makes chicken salad out of chicken shit on a regular basis. How awesome would it be to get a roll up victory over uh, you know a Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman? Have one of them turn heel and and have uh, him ink out a couple of victories as a world title run. He's 46 or 48 years old, I believe, even though he only looks 30. Um, but who knows how much longer he has before he hangs up the uh, boots. I think that would be awesome. Someone like Miz or Morrison. Give him another world title shot. You don't have any fans anyway. Let's see what they can do. But uh, that's just my opinion. But like I said, overall, a six. This is going to be a quick episode. Six for Raw. Six for Stream Rules. It's all about Randy Orton and the Golden Role Models right now. They're they're holding the whole WWE up uh, by far. But as always, thank you for listening to Down in the Den. We always appreciate you. Please subscribe, share. Um, I'm also going to send a link out. So if you want to give some feedback, go ahead and leave us a message. We appreciate everyone for listening. And as always, deuces.